Welcome back to the January 2021 edition of the OSSB podcast. This is Dan Kelly with the podcast team of Emily and Mikea, and we are glad to be speaking to you once again in the new year. We all had uh, great winter breaks, and January is a month of transition from virtual learning back to in-person learning and getting back on campus. So we'll talk about that a little bit during the podcast. The podcast club, the after-school club, has started up again, so we'll be bringing you some articles from there. And we will connect with our new staff member, Chris Harrington, introduce you to him on the podcast this month. Also, we're going to bring back the Alumni Focus and have a great interview with Kenny Shipman, who graduated in 1962. Goal ball is starting. We get to have a season. Well, a training season, but it's still a season. Maybe we can get together a, a student staff game. Oh, that'll be fun. Those are always <laughs> fun. I love doing that. We're also going to hear from our Alumni Association. President Edward Schwilt's going to come in. Give us an update on what's going on with the Alumni Association. That'll be cool. Always exciting to hear from our Panthers who are still part of the team but are off doing their own thing. That's going to be you guys here in about six months. We're going to have Mr. Wagner come on. And, yeah, he's going to give us an overview about what after-school clubs have been happening this year and what's going on right now and get us through June. So in the beginning of January, we were virtual. And we came back to school on the 18th. Residential came back on the 18th, and everybody else came back on the 19th. So we will finish the month from the studio. Okay, joining us on the podcast is Miss Kester's class. Good morning, guys. Good morning. All right, we have closed out 2020 and going into 2021. So what I want to know from you guys is... How was your winter break? Cheyenne, let's start with you. How was your break? Sure. My break was... My my break was good. That's good. What made it so good? <laughs> well, I had a good Christmas. Mm-hmm. I had fun. A lot I had of fun? fun with my family. Eat some good food? Yes. Yeah? Get some nice presents? Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. What was your favorite thing you got? My favorite thing was I had a lot of good presents. It's hard to choose. Well, that's okay. That's What counts is that you had fun and a good time with your family, and you had a great Christmas. What are you looking forward to in 2021 this year? Hmm. Visiting with my mom. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very good. All right. Well, thank you, Cheyenne. Let's move on to Avid. How was your break, sir? Yes, I'm back on. Oh, well, my break was good. Good. Why was it good? It was good because it was good. Okay. I had a very, very good Christmas, and I got a bunch of cool presents. I even got the new iPhone 12 Pro Max. What? The, the, the Pacific oh. Blue color. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my. Yeah. That sounds like a very nice Christmas gift. Wow. Made Must the nice list this year. That's awesome. I got on the nice list. I'm glad you're on the nice list, too. So, 
Ava, did you play some music over Christmas or break? Uh, yeah. Uh, I was like, no. <laughs> Last Christmas, it wasn't so fun. But the very next year, 2021, this year, no, we're not our own. United States COVID free zone. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank I can't wait for COVID-free. Yep. We love that parody on that one. Is there anything else? Uh, what are you looking forward to this year, Avid? Um, What am I looking forward to this year, 2021? Yeah. Um, COVID to be over. Like, I'm literally tired, tired, tired of this COVID thing. All right, Aaron, you're up. How was your break? My break was pretty good. Yeah. Why was it pretty good? Because I got a laptop. A laptop? And also I got clothes. Oh. I don't know. Those are two very cool things. What kind of laptop did you get? An you... Acer Chromebook. It's huh? not really much, but yeah. it's still good. Okay. Yeah. All right. Did you hook that Chromebook up to your TV so you can see it? No, it's not hooked. You can't hook it up. I can't hook it up to my TV, but I can hook my controller up to it. Oh, I got you. Okay. There you go. Hook the controller up there. Play some games. And that's pretty much what I got. All right. I ended up getting it on Christmas Eve. Oh, cool. The day before. <laughs> yeah, like that. So, what are you looking forward to in 2021? Well... First, I'm looking forward to COVID um, going away. Mm-hmm. Second, I'm looking forward to getting an Xbox Series S. We're going to get the adults in this, too. Miss Campbell, how you doing? Good. How are you, Mr. Kelly? Wonderful. And how was your break? It was awesome. I had a, a nice time enjoying my family. Mm-hmm. So that's always a blessing. Sure. So I had a good time. That's wonderful. I'm glad to hear. What are you looking forward to this year, Miss C? Um, looking forward to a better year. Uh, more time with family and just roll with the flow. Very, yes. very good. Well, thank you so much. All right. We'll go from Miss C to Miss K. Miss Kester. Good morning. Hey, everyone. Happy hey. New Year. Right. Happy, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year! How was your holiday vacay, Miss Kester? Uh, it was fabulous. It was a much-needed break, let me tell you. Oh, I can't nah. wait. <laughs> I finally With the weekends, though. <laughs> I'm I sorry. hadn't seen my family since summertime, so it was wonderful seeing my sister and my nieces and nephews and my mom. That's great. That is wonderful. Miss Kester, what are you looking forward to in 21? Well, it's a clean slate for sure for the year 2021. I'm hoping we come back in person in school, but I just want us to be all healthy and safe. And so kind of like what Mishitara said, just going with the flow and just hoping it'll be better. Right. That's all you can do. That's just very good. 
In November's podcast, I posed the question about independence. What does independence mean to you as a person with a visual impairment? And we did get some feedback from some of our younger students, and I'm going to share that with you now. It's hard. It's tiring. And sometimes fun. you're doing things for yourself. You make food for yourself. You uh, go ask other people for help. Unless you do that. Do different things without other people saying asking like if i need help with one thing just be able to do my own thing i think mine is kind of like lyrics like focusing on my thing Mm -hmm. that i'm doing being um quiet about something like being independent focusing on something doing your own work by yourself unless you need help Focusing on your own work, asking for help if you're stuck on something. Ask for like help if you're trying to do something that you don't know how to do. Independently, unless you don't need help. All right. Thank you, fourth and fifth graders, for that invaluable insight into what independence means to you. Okay, so yeah, this is the Podcast Club, and we are small, but we will be growing as the year uh, continues from now through May. Right now, we have Evan. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, Evan? I'm 18. I'm a senior. Where are you from? I'm from Battlesburg. Why do you want to do Podcast Club? I guess I wanted to do it out of curiosity, because I don't don't think I've done it before. Okay, that's a good reason, right? (laughs) I thought you were going to say because it's a lot of fun and you get to hang out with Mr. Kelly, but oh, that's okay. Let's go over to Monty now. So, Monty, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi, I'm Monty. I'm 12 years old and I'm in sixth grade. And I joined because I'm kind of curious about. I'm kind of curious about. Yeah, podcasting. Yeah. All right. That's good. Curiosity. Great, great reasons. Where are you from? Columbus, Ohio. All right. Okay. Another local, so we're glad to have you. And your brother is also on. How you doing, Scotty? Okay. So what grade are you in? What grade are you in, Scotty? I'm in the fourth grade. Okay. All right. So Monty is in Miss Perano's class, and you're in. Who's, are you in uh, Miss McCumber's class? In Miss Butler's class. Oh, you're in Miss Butler's class, and also from Columbus. And why did you join the podcast club? Just out of curiosity, I guess. I don't really know. We got three curious folks. Yeah, podcasting is all about audio production, and we're going to learn about how do you produce a podcast. What you know? What what comes into play? Do you just turn something on and start recording it or you know is it scripted where's the music come from uh how do you mix sounds together how do you move things around cut copy paste delete trim all that fun stuff the podcast club is part of the after school club program that's put on funded by our 21st century grant and we focus on reading and math 
And so we're going to do some reading in here, which is great. I love reading. That's one of my most favorite things in the world. But when we make a podcast, we're going to do a lot of scripting, which means we're going to write out what we're going to talk about, either in outline form or we might just write it out word for word so it sounds professional. We also have to do a lot of math in here because when you're dealing with audio, you're dealing in things like time, right? So if you have a three-minute segment and you want a 30-second intro with music and you want a 30-second outro or summary, that is going to reduce your content, the main body of it, by how much? One minute. Yeah, one minute. So you're going to have a two-minute thing in the middle. We have the pleasure to have on the show with us today Mr. Wagner, who is one of the after-school club coordinators. I'm not sure if that's your title or not, Mr. Wagner, but welcome. Hey, thank you. Thank you, yes. Uh, site coordinator, and uh, I work for... Um, uh, Sally Williams, who is the uh, program leader, I think, uh, is her t- title. I'm not sure of her title, but uh, something like that. So, yeah. Okay. Well, well, welcome to the podcast. And maybe you could just talk through some of the clubs that, that we had already this year and what we're doing right now. Sure. In the, um, in the after-school program at the Ohio State School for the Blind, we have many, many clubs. So we've had uh, over the last – year a few years we've had over 40 or 50 different clubs but the clubs that we've had in starting in the first part of this year were um panthers at your service i'm sorry so to go in order um they were uh fit, fitness um that was taught by tammy fisher there was a social emotional learning there is international club which is international club is uh, is a club that exists to uh to just give uh, students a more well-rounded approach to what all is out there from an um, uh, uh, international perspective. I and mean, what, what are the different foods? What are the different uh, trades? What are the different, uh, you know, um, scenic geography uh, things that are there in the different uh, countries? So the International Club has been, uh, I know it's been in uh, Croatia, it's been in Belgium, it's been in France, I believe, and then also, um, I believe, Ireland, and there's uh, Australia. It's been all around the world, so it's a phenomenal club. Um, the next club that we have is Science Club, which is actually led by one of our OSU friends and uh, partners. So that science club it really delved into many many different types of uh science related items so it could be space related it could be uh, anything so it's it was very very interesting to to be a part of that and then we had panthers at your service where it was all about helping the people in the community with whatever it is that the that was going on usually charitable um, functions also some things that were done at the ronald mcdonald uh, house so there's a lot of different things that went on there. And then we also have the Model Club, which is Model Club is still going on now, 3D Model Club, where we use uh, 3D printers to print different um, different uh, artifacts or, or symbols or uh, whatever the case may be. So that is uh, a club that's led by Miss Pirano. And then we have 
Explorers Club. And Explorers Club, typically in the past, we'd always gone outside and we'd go into parks and we, you know, we did a lot of different things outside. But now with COVID being this year, we haven't done much in person. Actually, we haven't done anything in person. So, you know, with those outdoor events have not taken place. But there's still there's still a chance for that uh, as the time goes on as, as the uh, the COVID clears a little bit more, and then we had also Spanish Club, which was a Hispanic Heritage Club, and we uh, we did a number of different things back in uh, September and October in regards to you know um, uh, Dia de los Muertos, um, the uh, the walk that was uh, through the Spain. There's a lot of different things that went into that club that. Uh, uh, Ms. Parrish did, and she did a phenomenal job with that. And then we had, uh, let's see, any other additional clubs beyond that that we've had this year? I'm looking here at my notes, and I think that when we get up to uh, different clubs, we, we begin to talk about um, Game On. So Game On is a club that uh, has been phenomenal. Where uh, Mandy Reed and Michelle Johnson, they lead this club, and they help um, – the students with uh, different games and, and it really it also helps them to learn some facts as well so it's been a lot of fun to to be with that and then what else do we have well there's obviously the podcast club which is becoming a big big club and we're hopefully that uh, we're hopeful that it'll continue to uh to do new things with uh with all that mr kelly has done here and then we have a new club that has started and it is called um Creative Writing and Mindfulness Club, and that is being put on by Miss Smith, Mrs. Smith, um, who is also the art teacher, I believe. But um, a lot of good stuff happening with that, I'm sure. And then the final club that we have is Anime Club, and Anime Club is going to be uh, done by Miss Kirk. And we've had one club, one club session already, and that was last week. So looking forward to that continuing, and I just think it'll be great. So. That's a snapshot of the clubs that we've done this year. Um, other clubs we've done in the years past have been anywhere from uh, cooking to uh, yoga to um, to uh, knitting. So, and we actually had a knitting club. So, that's, pretty good stuff. That's quite an impressive slate of of things that have are able to be offered at this time since we have gone virtual. And I can't imagine the amount of planning that has been involved in putting these clubs together. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been quite a lot, but I mean, it's, uh, it's something that the, the students love. So, you know, we, we love to do what, uh, what the students love. So if there's ever a club that you are interested in, uh, in having brought on to the actual program that you don't think exists and you wonder why it doesn't exist. Well, like anime club that came out of nowhere. And, you know, if there's something else like that, let me know. I'd be, be happy to look at it. Okay. Yeah, I was kind of writing these down as we went. And um, because one of the, the missions of the podcast club is to have our members go out and interview either the, the coordinators or the leaders of the other clubs or other students that participate in those other clubs. So, you know, Evan, Monty, and Scotty, you guys will be doing some interviews with folks from the international club or the science club or Panthers at your service club, you know, any of these clubs that, that Mr. Wagner talked about so that we can get the word out on exactly 
you know, what's going on. But I will ask the one question about the International Club. If you're in that club, do you get DoorDash deliveries or Uber Eats deliveries of these foods <laughs> from all question. around the world? I, that's, I'm thinking I want to get in this club, Mr. Wagner, so I can partake <laughs> of that if it's available. <laughs> well, that's a great idea. I hadn't thought of that. Is there anything else that you want to add, Mr. Wagner, that we didn't talk about? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, there's other clubs that are going to happen once we get into in in person that you know that haven't happened before. There is also soccer club, um, oh. which we haven't had too much discussion about yet. Uh, we have the 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 leaders lined up and everything, but we need to to get uh, people to sign up for it. So. Um, if that's something of interest to you, and even if it's not a great interest, you just need to get uh, more in shape, um, and we all need to get more in shape, and certainly sign up for that. I've actually done some of the clubs that he's mentioned. Okay. Any of them stand out in your mind uh, as being just great opportunities or great experiences that you had? Well, one of them I, I'd say I enjoyed is I actually did an international club. That was pretty cool. Well, thank you so much, Mr. Wagner. Really appreciate you taking out some time and your busy schedule and coming on the podcast and talking about all these clubs that we're doing today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. All right. It's time for January facts, right? January was named for the Roman god Janus, known as the protector of gates and doorways that symbolize the beginning and ending. Janus is depicted with two faces, one looking into the past and the other with the ability to see into the future. What a fitting symbol for this first day of the year. This month, January, is our door into the new year. Take it away, Emily. That's very interesting. But did you also know that January is National Braille Literacy Month? Yay! National Blood Donor Month, National Stay Healthy Month, National Soup Month, National Clean Up Your Computer Month, and National Hot Tea Month. All things that I appreciate. Yeah. Make sure you get that computer cleaned up and don't spill any hot tea in it. (laughs) The flower symbol of January is the snowdrop and carnation flower. That's cool. On January 1st, 1863, the Emancipation Proclamation was issued by Abraham Lincoln. Also, on January 1st, it is Apple Gifting Day. Is that the fruit? That's what I was wondering. Is it the fruit or the tech product? Yeah, I'd like it to be the tech product. I think so. (laughs) I mean, I can handle either. Give me a new new Mac or something. Moving on to the next day, January 2nd is Cream Puff Day. Delicious. I love cream puffs. It's been forever since I've had a cream puff. Oh, they're so good. January 3rd is chocolate-covered cherry day. That's one of oh, my I favorites. I love those. I wonder why that's in January, because you, you see those around Christmas time. I know, normally like Valentine's or... Well, Christmas, like, you know. Yeah. Get those boxes of chocolate-covered cherries. I love them. Mm. January 4th is National Spaghetti Day. Spaghetti is nice. But January 5th is National Whipped Cream Day, the day that you can spray those cool whip cans into your mouth and not get judged. <laughs> oh, man. On January 10th, 1920, the League of Nations was established. Martin Luther King Jr. Day in the United States is on the third Monday in January. 
January 20th is Inauguration Day, which is the day that the next U.S. president is sworn into office. At noon. All right. On January 20th. January 28th is National Fun at Work Day. Can't that be every day? Uh, That's what it is. For me, that's what it is. Every day is, (laughs) is Fun at Work Day. All right. The moon in January is called the Wolf Moon. That takes place on the 28th, if I am not mistaken. Moving on, January's birthstone is the garnet, which is a beautiful deep red stone that symbolizes passion, love, self-confidence, and energy, and is also believed to be associated with protection from evil spirits and emotional stability. Cool. And those are your January facts, folks. All right, this is the second meeting of the Podcast Club. It is January the 19th, 2021, and we're off to a great start because today was the first day that we all came back together in person, and every single one of you guys came to school today, correct? Right. Yep. I checked that absence list and checked it twice and didn't see your name on it, so I was real happy about that. So uh, let's start out with Scotty. What was it like being back on campus today? Well, it was more of a fun day because we got to go to a rec room where it had like an air hockey table. Yeah. Played some air hockey. Did you win? Yep. Yes. That's cool. That's great. It's always fun to win. All right. Um, what else did y'all do down there? We pretty much didn't do much work. And then after that was gym. Mm-hmm. So it was fun. All right. Well, let's go on over to Monty then. Uh, how was your first day? Um, it was really good. It was very productive, and um, it was a lot like a day on Zoom, but at the same time, very different. Yeah. How was it productive? It was productive because we got to get all our work done, and we got a break. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, everything was just going to a smooth schedule. Okay. All right. Well, I'm glad that you had a good first day. Evan, how about you, man? Uh, my day was pretty good. It just felt great to be back in the building again. Yeah. How are the classrooms looking different now than what they were before the COVID? Well, now we basically have side desks. Mm-hmm. We have to sit at a certain desk. Yeah. And you're pretty much in the same room, aren't you, all day? Uh, most of the time, yes, unless we absolutely need to leave yeah. the classroom for a certain class. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, you're a senior and you're pretty much camped out now in the NPR, right? Yeah. What do you if th- it's a class like ILS, we kind of have to leave to cook and stuff. Yep. Yeah. Do you have ILS today? Uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Are you looking forward to getting back in the kitchen and washing dishes? I'm excited to make more food. <laughs> Good job. It is time to meet one of OSSB's newest staff members. I'm not going to give it away. I'm just going to have him introduce himself. Good morning. My name is Chris Harrington. That ought to be a very familiar name to a lot of us. All right. You have a little history here at the school, don't you, Chris? Just a bit. Just a bit. Okay. So A yeah. day or two. Yeah, a day or two. We had you back here a long time ago as a student. Yes, sir. Okay. Graduated in 2011. Oh, that's why I don't remember. Is that, yeah, is that right? Yes, sir. Chris, what are you doing back at the school? Hoping to make a difference in young minds. No, so 
I came back as a substitute teacher, and I'm also helping out where I can on the technology front. Oh, that is wonderful. We are certainly glad to have you here. Welcome aboard. This is what your second, third day? Yep. Great. Wow. Tell us about your subbing experiences so far. What what, what do you think? (laughs) This morning, I worked with Kayla Hamlin. Uh, Hamlin. The little kids. Um, So kindergarten and first grade. Yeah. But, you know, the biggest thing that I had going for me is she sent her sub plan the night before, and I spent a little bit of time yesterday evening just kind of going through the plan and trying to get familiar with what I could. And apart from running a little over on time, it went very, very well. So you executed the plan. Yes, sir. Hey, that's, that's important. Gr- yeah, that's great. That's how you do it. Ah, all right. So before we get into more of your OSSB work, let's go and talk about you graduated from OSSB yeah. in 2011. So where did life kind of take you between graduation and coming back now? All over the place. All um, right. So, tell us about it. So I started out at Columbus State Community College. And to be honest with you, I've spent a lot of time not knowing what I want to do. No, that's No light bulb came on yet. Exactly. Gotcha. And I thoroughly believe that that's the hardest part of going to college. So I started at Columbus State. I took a lot of gen ed courses there. And I was getting to a point where I was starting to run out of gen ed courses. So I'm like, okay, well, let's make a change. I went to a small town in West Virginia called Glenville, West Virginia, to Glenville State for a semester. Um, Blink of an eye, really. They had nothing when it came to disability services. It was a bad choice. But it took you closer to home, I guess. Yep. That's, I, I love the country. I always have. And I came back to Ohio, started at Ohio Dominican University in 2015, and now have my Bachelor of Science in Business and Insurance. All right. That's great. You also had a couple of jobs on the way as well, right? Yeah. So in 2011, I worked consistently with the West Virginia Schools for the Deaf and Blind from 2011 to 2015, doing work for them with summer camps or technology consulting. The biggest thing we had... I'd say around 60 iPads that I needed to do MDM profiles on and set up for campers in 48 hours. So that was a lot of fun, long days. And then after that, I started at Apple in June of 2015. I worked retail for Apple, so mainly sales. Yeah, that Um, sounds like a lot of fun. Some of the meanest people I ever met. I met right around Christmas. Yeah. Oh, are we talking about customers or are we talking yes. about the people at Apple? No. Because they want, they yeah. want the new iPhone. But yeah, people get very impatient oh, man. around the holidays. <laughs> yep. Brings out the worst in people. But anyway, I started there June of 2015 through October of 2019 and had a good run there. I loved the company. I'm not so much a sales guy. I loved talking to customers about, hey, what are you looking for? But... I struggled a little bit as far as numbers. So, for example, you know, hey, you need this for Apple Care. Yeah, you got to meet a quota. Yeah, exactly. And I was well at my job. You know, that was never an issue. But for me to be promoted, my numbers had to. Right. Yeah. You got to you got to make your goal. Exactly. So when I graduated college, I started looking for other jobs. I signed on with a nationwide insurance in November of 2019 and very quickly figured out that I am not cut out for a call center. Ended up leaving that job, and um, here I am. Yeah, okay. All right, so 
what kind of made you want to come back to OSSB? You know, this is something I would have never really expected, to be Mm. totally honest with you. It was literally on a whim. I started looking on the website, and honestly, I found this position through Indeed. Oh, okay. That's great. Going forward, you had mentioned to me that you maybe you were interested in going for your TVI and becoming a teacher. You want to share anything about that? Yeah. It's something that's been in the back of my mind. The biggest things for me, it's a little intimidating right now, to be honest with you. You know, college didn't come easy for me. And the thought of going back, I'm kind of wrestling with at the moment. So I really think the key is finding a good support system, you know, that can help me along the way and diving in. I think that's kind of... Yeah, sometimes the sometimes the most difficult part is getting started. Yeah. Right? And once you get started on that path, then you're going to be going downhill. It's like a running back. You know, you got to get behind the right guard. Right, exactly. You know? Let's talk about that a little bit because yeah. this is kind of what makes you a good fit uh, to work with kids because you were involved in a lot of things. I was very involved, yeah. yeah. Um, so I was involved in four different sports, and I did three of them. To stay in shape for wrestling you know so wrestling was my best I've never been one to really toot my own horn but <laughs> I've got my name on the wall conference champ yeah so I did it in a few different weight classes because the last weight class I wrestled was 189 and I got first in that and then the other years there was one year that I ended up second I lost a match and had to fight my way back up. Yeah, best of the worst. Yep, exactly. I don't know if I was coaching your senior year. No, Shaw was. Yeah, I don't remember. There's some years that I, you know, some years I was on, years I was off. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah, yeah, Jeff Shaw. Yep, but your name is definitely on the wall down there. I do remember coaching you though. I definitely coached in goalball. Oh yeah. Oh, you played goalball too. Second place team. Woo. That's right. 2010. Yeah, you weren't on that first place team in 13. Or 12 yeah. or whenever it was. You were already gone when we won the I championship. Oh, yeah. yeah. That had to be fun. We finally got it. Yeah. So. We've come close. We've yeah. So, a few yeah. Chris. Places. Yep. Chris was very. You got. Yeah. Girls just needed to beat Indiana and Missouri. So. Oh, for when we got there? Man, I'll tell you mm-hmm. what, though. Missouri has always had a good team. They do. Their team is pretty good. Yeah. All, you know, all these schools go in cycles, you know. Oh, definitely. Yeah. There were some years when some schools had good teams and then. It's all Alternate. dependent on yeah. – it just changes because, you know, people leave and new people come and right. take their place. And Yep, but I also ran track, swam, wrestled, and did goalball. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah. And then I was also involved in the Rose Bowl trip. Yep. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Uh, trip of a lifetime. Yeah, played yeah. sousaphone doing that. Yeah. Or stuffing it full of water bottles. Wow, you got to go there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Him and Robert decided they were going to be little pranksters, and Chris filled up his sousaphone with plastic water bottles. <laughs> I mean, you could probably fit a lot in there. Oh, yeah. I yeah, don't Chris. remember how many it was. There's probably a couple of cases. I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, no. I bet it didn't play. Oh, it didn't play out with me well at all. I, you know, I was like, all right, well, you did it. Now you got to fix it. Now you got to do it. <laughs> so 
Yeah, he fixed it. Yeah, that was back in the days we had Martin Williams, too. Yeah, that's right. It was pretty tight back then, man. It was was pretty tight. We had a good time. I'm telling you, it is great for you to be back. Are you planning on, you know, doing any volunteering and helping out with any of these sports? As much as I can. That's going to be good to get involved. And, you know, really it it helps with up-and-coming players to have – you know, role models and, yeah. and folks that are young. I mean, that's what I used to do. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm not young anymore. But, I, yeah, I still get out. I'll go out there for the staff student game. If yeah, we have that this year and still whip you guys. Just, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, the boys. So who is the Chris Harrington outside of OSSB? I think a good word to describe it would be, I don't know. I have a lot of different interests. I have an old Jeep Wrangler project I'm working on right now. Okay. Uh, that's been a nightmare. Oh, um, I'm sure. I'm getting ready to drop the whole transmission out of it and replace that in the transfer case. So I've got that. I've always been really into music. I've played guitar for 21 years. Right. Oh, my gosh, nice. I'm getting old. Mm. So I've done that. But no, I mean, that's pretty much me in a nutshell, really. So tell me about working on cars, man. I mean, is it something you do kind of by yourself or you got buddies that come over? And- yeah, so some of it I do on my own. I did brakes on my dad's truck by myself. That was a little scary, mainly because it's a 2017 Sierra with 50,000 miles on it, right? Oh, so no. something goes wrong, it's an expensive fix. But he was quoted like $900 to get a brake job done, and we just went and bought parts, and he had me do it in the driveway. But, I mean, there are some things that I'm not real comfortable with, wiring being one of them. It's just too visual. It's way too visual. And, you know, it's kind of funny because I've always been into cars and stuff like that, but... You know, now that I'm in it, I'm realizing that there's a lot of visual stuff that kind of goes on there. And bolting stuff together, that's not an issue. It's getting things lined up. So, for example, when I did a lift kit on this Jeep Wrangler, it was a it was a four inch lift with new springs and shocks. And part of that is you install a transfer case drop and so I go to unbolt my cross member that everything the sits on, right? Transfer case sits on. Yep. I unbolt it and the transfer case and transmission fall down <gasps> out of the belly oh, of the Jeep no. and yeah. ends up near on the ground and it popped the drive shaft out of the other end of the transmission oh, and no. I think that's why I ended up blowing out the transfer case on the freeway because it was just when we put it back, I don't think the transfer case and transmission were sitting on the mount that was on the cross member that fell. Oh. Yeah, mm-hmm. so just things like that. And it's a lot of work. Sure. It's just yeah. a, a, it sounds a ton like it. of work. But no, it's something I enjoy. I'm going to enjoy it a lot more when it's back together and functional. You know, then I'm, I'm not messing with it anymore. I'm just going to ride around be a cruiser it. and enjoy yeah. it. Well, that sounds so, fun. But no, that's kind of the big thing for me right now that music are you playing um, in any bands right now i am not actually to be honest with you i haven't consistently played in probably a year okay it's just i've just been busy and gotcha now you're staying up at night reading lesson plans right doing the responsible thing (laughs) oh (laughs) that's good man so 
Well, man, we're glad you're here. We're glad you're back with the OSSB family and doing great things. And that life experience is a lot. I think that helps you, you know, when you are teaching and you should be a better role model to be active and out doing things. So appreciate it. Appreciate what you're doing and, and welcome back. Thank you guys so much for having me. Thank you for coming. And today on the podcast, we have with us the president of our own alumni association, Ed Schwilk, and today he has some news about the reunions. Good morning. Good morning. So tell us a bit about the reunions. What's going on with that given current circumstances? Well, um, we usually have our biannual reunion every other year. And that's where we elect officers. And obviously, you know, with everything going on, it has been postponed until hopefully 2022. After talking to um, the superintendent and principal up there at the school, Lou Manus and Michelle Wagner, you know, they're very optimistic about us having our reunion back there again. It just won't be this year. So just like everything else, you know, from last year and so far, like Mardi Gras this year has already been canceled. Yeah, no, sure. I'm but, so uh, sad. And and the OSSB Chocolate Fair that makes me so sad. is canceled as well this year. Um, but, you know, I'll tell you a little bit more about that in a minute. Are there any plans to do something different since the reunion is postponed this year? Or we're just thinking that we're just going to postpone it until we can have it. Well, I, w- I mean, in some ways, I'd kind of like to be able to have a virtual reunion where, you know, there would be a chat line. You could call in and everybody could get up there and, you know, mingle and communicate with each other. But a lot of the chat lines are being shut down now. So it's, you know, it's just making it harder to do stuff like that. Because, Dan, you remember, you know, not Christmas of this past year, but the year before, we had a virtual Christmas party because you were there. Right, yeah. Um, Yeah, we put that on the podcast a couple years ago. That chat line is shut down now, so, you know, we Uh, can't do that. So, I would say that, you know, right now, I don't think that, you know, there will be a virtual reunion. We'll probably just have to you know just postpone and then hopefully in 2022 we'll be able to have it up at the school i know that they are very much looking forward to us having it up there they're very excited about us having our biannual reunion so one thing i will throw out ed is uh maybe we can do some sort of alumni reunion podcast in june uh people can send send me recordings of what they want to share and we can put them all together and then you know, make a make an alumni reunion podcast. If you want, you know, like if you definitely want to do that, because if you do, uh, I will have you email me the information okay. you know, on how to, you know, like how they could do that. Yeah, yeah. And I will put it in the letter that is going to be talking about, you know, where the uh, alumni is going to postpone the reunion for this year. Yeah. And I can throw it in. You know, I could put it in that letter and send it out. So. Okay. Um, yeah, that sounds good. I can probably enlist some help and we can get some copies put on, you know, either USB drives or, you know, those cartridges that you can play on those NLS digital talking books. So we could, we could do something with this. Uh, so yeah, man, that's, you know, that's, that's thinking out of the old box a little bit. Your name is Emily, right? Yes. And you said you were a senior? Yeah, it's my last year. 
Yeah. Well, it's a shame I'm not going to be able to come up and talk to your class this year about the alumni. Now, I did talk to, when I was talking to um, your superintendent and principal, they said that maybe, you know, uh, they could set up a Zoom. Right. And then I could come up and talk to, you know, your class about the, how many people are in your class? Uh, the senior class is, I think, 15. Is it that big? Wow. Well, there's a yeah. lot of people in, like, Mr. Heath's class and stuff like that. Yeah, I haven't looked at the yeah, list. Now, see, when I was in school there, we had we didn't have a chocolate a chocolate festival, but we did have what they call a spring festival. And it, usually it was held in, uh, well, I think it was in April, maybe May. I'll just say both. That way I, I don't need to be corrected by somebody. But uh, we they would uh, take the... Um, back then it was the boys locker room the whole area and they would uh close it off and they would make it a big spooky house you know like a haunted house thing and you would go through it and stuff and then they would have games and prizes and i never heard so many kazoos and stuff like that oh, after. <laughs> oh boy. but it was quite interesting but do they still have the spring festival up there or is it uh, no, I don't think so. No, nah, we're not doing the spring festival. But, you know, we do the spring concert uh, at the end of the year, and then we do the winter concert. And the winter concert, we have a big Yeah, dinner. I was there for that. Yeah, I remember um, that. The last time you had one. Yeah, yeah. Which was really nice. Yeah, and uh, everybody eats in the gym and, you know, usually have big Well, I, I didn't eat in the gym. I just came up for the concert. I didn't know I could come up and eat, so I did, and I just came up for the uh, – <laughs> I came up for the concert. So, yeah, they're yeah not doing the spring festival uh, like it was then, and you know we we set up the the original building around Halloween in the upstairs hallway like a haunted house. Yeah, that's a spooky hallway. Yeah, so we oh oh when you go up the stairs. Yeah, so if you if you go back to yeah. the October 2017 podcast that we did a we did an article about that. We have uh, he's an alumnist. Uh, Don Haynes, he used to teach there. Yeah, I know Don. And when I was in school, he was really into doing the haunted house. In fact, it used to be down in the basement. Yeah, that'd be a good and place then for it. For some reason, they moved it up to the boys' locker room. Well, we, we sure hate to hear about the, the reunion being canceled this year um, or postponed, I should say. Um, you know, I know everybody likes yeah, getting that's, together that's and always, I always like coming back and and visiting um, when we have it here. Yeah, but, I know uh, a lot of people are going to be disappointed the fact that it, but you know, that it's postponed, but it is for the best. And, you know, and hopefully we'll get to have it next year. And, you know, we'll make sure we get a really good planning committee together and, you know, make it a really good, right. you know, uh, well, we always like to make them really good alumni yeah. reunions, but maybe we could, you know, think of something really special to do next year or something like that. And hopefully, uh, Emily, your you and your whole class will be there uh, for the reunion. And then, you know, well, we'll see. Actually, that'll be three senior classes that will be able to come to the reunion. Um, That's right. There'll be last year's and then, you know, your class and then uh the class of 2022 oh, so yeah you know we had to postpone i said but the plus side is is you get an extra year of me being president and i will probably 
That's not great. confirming for sure, but I will probably run again. Uh, yeah. A lot of people seem to like me, so maybe that'll be a good thing. All right. <laughs> but, All right. Well, good luck in the next election. And keep yeah, us- that's my campaign. I am officially putting my hat. All right. The, you know, you, and you heard it here first on the OSSB podcast that Edward Swilk is putting his, his name in the hat. So, yeah, for, so for a second time, uh, for two more years. <laughs> All right, <laughs> maybe three again. I hope not. <laughs> I hope not either, <laughs> Mr. President. Thank you so much for coming on and uh, and and updating us about what's going on and taking some time out of your day. Well, welcome back to the podcast. It's time to bring back the alumni focus. And joining me this morning, the podcast team is Emily and Mikea. Emily's here with me in the studio. Mikea is virtual. And our special guest today is Mr. Kenny Shipman. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Man, thank you so much for taking time out of your day and being on the podcast. How are you feeling today? I feel great. Thanks. <laughs> That's awesome. Mikea, how are you this morning? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Glad you could join us. Makia's joining us on the Zoom. We've got something special going on here that's getting everybody connected. Got Kenny on an iPad doing FaceTime (laughs) and coming through a speaker next to a mic. We've got (laughs) Emily on a mic. We got Makia on Zoom on another computer. On the computer. Yeah, she's mic. So we really got to do some investigative things to get everybody connected. Um, That's a nice way of saying madness. Right, investigativeness. So, um, but anyway, you know, the alumni focus is is about bringing back people who've graduated from the School for the Blind. We haven't done one in a while, and I couldn't think of anybody better to bring back than Kenny Shipman because Kenny, you graduated quite quite recently, right? When when did you graduate? No, nineteen sixty two. Nineteen sixty two. I like it. Yeah, you're you're a whippersnapper. We had uh we had uh, Larry Smith on here about a year ago, right? You remember him? Yes, he graduated in sixty, I believe. Yeah, yeah, nineteen sixty. And both of you guys were in both buildings, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. So I my first three years were in in the old building and then from then on of course in the new school they opened in the fall of 53 so yeah so what was it like going to school what was it like with that that, the old building down there on parsons avenue what do you what do you remember about that place because well we had uh, there were two dormitories the boys and the girls and we, all the boys were housed in one dormitory, all the girls in another. One was on one side of the building, one on the other. Mm-hmm. And they were attached by a runway. And so you really didn't have to go outside to go uh, from the dormitory to the building. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, it was... Uh, at the time, I didn't realize, you know, what an old building it was and so on. But uh, it, uh, the hospital was on the third floor of the, the uh, old building. Yeah. It wasn't nearly as convenient as it is today. Yeah. Well, there was like six stories in all, right? When it, six stories. There were. Yeah. There were, yeah. And I believe the last three years I went there, they didn't use the... Uh, fifth and sixth floors at all okay 
Wow. I just, that's, that, that's a lot of real estate, man. I just imagine like all these kids running crazy all over the place and yeah. up and down those stairs. And, Could you imagine right. if we had six floors now? Oh, it'd be a madhouse. Wow. Yeah, that'd be something. It was a very cool building. And, and then you guys came over here in 53. Right. Did you just start the new school year in the new building or did you start in the old building and come over later or how'd that work? We started the school year late in the fall of 53. I think we came back on October the 12th and uh, I think the first day of school was the 13th of October in the new building, 1953. Wow, that's kind of like 2020. (laughs) Because the teachers came back on October the 13th. We came back the 26th. 26th, and then we closed down. After two weeks. (laughs) Yay! So you guys didn't close down, obviously, in 1953. (laughs) Um, No. no. So was the bell tower there um, from the initial start, or did they add that later? It was there from the initial start. Wow. That's very cool. And you know that was restored this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it sounds great to it hear does. that thing going off, man. It's good to hear that again. I can't hear it from my pod room, though. Oh. You can't hear it from the multipurpose room very well. Well, you just have to pretend like you're not feeling well and go down to the nurse's station. And <laughs> you can hear it really well from there. So you guys got over in a new building. Probably, I don't know, what were your what were some of your favorite years here at the school? I guess my favorite years was when I was in high school because I was able to do a lot more, you know, stuff. Uh, had a lot more privileges, could leave campus and so on. And, and uh, we did a lot of things uh, like at noon hour, we would have uh, uh, basketball teams and there would be three man teams and when uh, if we made a basket, we got three points, and if we made a basket, we got to until we didn't make a basket. And if we hit the rim, we got two points. If we hit the bank board, we got one point. If we didn't hit anything, of course, you didn't get anything. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, we would play for about twenty minutes during the noon hour, and Bernard Ryan always supervised these games and he would write down the amount of points each team got <laughs> and uh, add them up when when the 20 minutes was over and it was it was then we did had uh, a bowling league too within the school anyway i do remember the basketball and the bowling and it, w- it was something that that i always looked forward to you usually you were in junior high or high school when they let you participate in stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Sounds really um, fun, honestly. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was a lot of fun. I believe in 1953, when we went to the new school, we our wrestling team was ready for competition. We wrestled other schools for the blind, and eventually we wrestled a lot of public schools as well. And uh, I don't know if that still exists to this day or not, but we did have a cross-country team and a a wrestling team that Mm -hmm. competed with the other uh, local high schools. And I I think wrestling and cross-country are the only two sports that we had. Did you run sighted guide in cross-country? Yes, we did. Gotcha. Cross-country has morphed into track and field. Uh, we still have wrestling. That's still going strong. Oh, Cheerleading 
and we have forensics, which is a speaking. There are different categories. Is that something like a debate team? Or um, a- similar, yeah. And uh, we've got swimming, of course. Yeah, now, we do. I almost yeah. forgot about that one. Yeah, when did the pool open? I don't remember when that. It wasn't open when I left in 1962. It was oh. built after I left. Okay. So right. I don't know exactly. I'm guessing in the early 70s, but I'm not sure. I feel like I've heard that, yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah. Miss Butler uh, caught us up on that, and I'd have to go back and listen to that, that podcast and <laughs> see when it was. And then, you know, you guys had some other things going on, too. Uh, if I remember right, Scouts, you guys had uh, oh, yes. Boy there Scouts. The Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, Cub Scouts, Brownies, uh, things like that. I'm glad you, you brought that up. I, I forgot about that. Yeah. Did you guys participate with the other Scout troops around Ohio? or? Yeah, it- we did. We always attended something that was called the Scoutorama. It used to be held at the fairgrounds. I I don't recall what building it was held in, but it was sort of where each scout troop would would um, uh, you know do something like we would uh, have uh, Morse code set up, and, and people would come to one end of the booth and give their name, and uh, the guy would take it down in braille and, and and they'd come to the end and then he would send it in Morse code to the other end of the booth and they'd go and pick up their name in braille at the other end. That's cool. That's awesome. I, I assume that there's probably a lot of practice activities on campus like, you know, setting up tents and dining flies. Yeah. You guys do that kind of yeah. stuff? Mm-hmm. We we would go to Camp Lazarus uh, in the in the uh, spring and in the fall and winter. We had three campouts per year, uh-huh. and uh, w- in the winter we'd always get a cabin. In the uh, in the um, fall and the spring we'd go to what they called the parade grounds and set up our tents and mm-hmm. so on. It was, we always had a good time. The Boy Scouts used to have what they called a national jamboree every year, and it would be in a different place throughout the United States each year. And the year it was in Valley Forge, Pennsylvania, was 1957, and some uh, members of our troop went to the national jamboree that year, which was really a great thing. It's something that I'll never forget. Mm -hmm. Vice President Nixon was there, and spoke to us and there were a lot of celebrities there and so on i got to meet otto graham who was a, a quarterback for the cleveland browns in the in the 50s and um, all kinds of celebrities wow musicians fred waring and the pennsylvanians were there and so yeah and then you kind of you kind of got through high school graduated in 62 and then uh where where did life take you once you got out of ossb well, it, uh, I went up to Cleveland and uh, uh, did some training for the vending stand program. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't um, get into it until January of 1967. And I am doing that to this very day. Wow. Fifty, fifty-three, fifty-four years. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
So have you worked all over the state then doing vending, or has it been primarily Cleveland and Columbus? or Primarily Columbus. Um, I did work in Cleveland for the Society for the Blind. They had their own vending stand program uh-huh. separate from the state, and I worked for them one summer. Uh, but mostly I have worked uh, for the state vending stand program, and most of them have been in Columbus. Okay. I had one in Worcester for a brief period of time. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, it seems to me there was some place all Cincinnati. Okay. For a, but uh, mostly it's been here in Columbus. Gotcha. Were you involved at the Blind Bowling in Columbus? I was. Okay. Um, I was I was a member of the Blind Bowling League. I, in fact, this year is probably the first year I haven't been in quite some time. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I bowling. And uh, we had bowling alleys at the school. I'm glad you brought that up. And we also also had bowling teams. I, I don't know if I mentioned that or not. Now, ta- now talk about the bowling thing a little bit because I've heard a little bit about how, you know, blind schools had their teams and then they'd also compete nationally too. Yeah, we did. We competed with other schools for the blind and we would do it by mail okay and we would i think thursday would be the night that we bowled and the scores would be recorded and sent to the team that we were bowling sometimes it would be the kentucky school west virginia indiana uh, usually the schools that that were close to ohio well i know there were other uh, illinois uh, Oh, there were there were many states involved in it, and it was a real, really a great thing. Yeah, we did this in the late late fifties, early sixties. I remember. Yeah. So you guys bowl every Thursday. How long was the season? Did it go all year, or did it just? Uh, I think it started kind of late in the fall and lasted uh, to early spring. I think I'm not positive, but I think that was pretty much the season yeah oh, wow. and you guys have four four people on a team then it was either three or four i don't recall whether okay. it was it's four sounds more like it yeah but i i'm not positive uh, just you know the 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 geek side of me you know wants to know more about the rules and all that so i guess i'm wondering if there was you know how we have in track and some of these other sports you know you got different classifications you know like class a is totally blind class b is you know, functional vision, class C is you got pretty good vision. Um, mm-hmm. Was it like that in bowling too, or was it, you know, did you get a, some kind of handicap if your vision wasn't as, you know? You 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 definitely got a handicap. And I don't remember how that was figured, mm-hmm. uh, whether it was 100 on 180, if your average was 180 or higher, you didn't have a handicap. So it was based off of the average and it wasn't based off of vision. It was at the time, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. I got you. That, well, that would work too because, I don't know, my average is probably like 15 or 20. <laughs> the truth be told. <laughs> well, I, I never uh, – I the highest game I ever bowled was a 187, and I never – bolded the 180s consistently in fact that's the only time i ever did that one game wow. but, uh, 
I averaged, I don't know, I think right around 102, 103, something like that. Wow. That's, that's still, still pretty good, though. That's impressive. But they had uh, two alleys at the school. I don't know if they're still there. I, somebody said that they didn't use them anymore. Yeah, I think but, they're still uh, in the basement. One lane was for the totally blind, and the other lane was for those who could who could see well enough. And the the one for the totally blind had a a, a permanent rail yeah. fastened to the wall, and and um, you could put your hand on that rail that which uh, went along beside the approach and and um, it really it worked out very well yeah i love because i was total yeah i loved using the rail never seen a permanent one but they had them where you could set them up and then put a bowling ball on each end yeah that's what we use in the bowling legs now are the rails that you can move around and so on because you can get that running start and right really launch the ball i could do that i could throw the ball hard (laughs) <laughs> that's it's my, not so much accurate. Yeah, that's, it wasn't accurate. And a couple of times. Well, I have that problem, too. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, I've jumped the lane and, you know. Oh, right. no. People get upset, you know. And they, How do you do that? <laughs> just I know one fellow who, he didn't do it uh, that often, but every once in a while he would throw it too hard. And when he would throw it too hard, it would go to the left. And sometimes it would go on the alley next to it. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Now, you know, when we, we had we had a bowling alley at the, at the School for the Blind in Alabama, it was two lanes like the one here, but we didn't have automatic pen setters. They kept breaking. Oh, so they, oh yeah. So they just yanked them out and said, all right, we got, we got pen setters, and it's, you know, you guys. So, yeah. you know, we would get down there, and, you know, we'd wait, and uh, <laughs> then get down there, you know, there's like a little trough in the back, and you'd, you'd jump down in there, and set the pins back up there were little dots on the floor where the pins went mm-hmm. you know one in front and then two mm-hmm. and three and then four mm-hmm. yeah get them set up and then say clear uh, but sometimes those guys weren't up there weren't paying attention you know and they'd start throwing balls and you had to really scramble and get oh, out of there no. <laughs> right uh, oh that'd be so yeah. scary <laughs> we uh, we <laughs> we had a bell down there for the pin setter to ring when he was ready for you to bowl and he would get up on a um, little platform like behind where yeah. the pins were. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if, if you had a real fast, a hard bowler, you know, somebody who threw the ball really hard, <laughs> you'd kind of have to watch so those pins might come up there on that little platform where you were <laughs> sitting. But other than that, it, I don't know. It, it, it was a lot of fun. It yeah. really was. Yeah, I think those are still in the basement, if I'm not mistaken. They're yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. We got the bowling alley down there, and we're pretty much using it for storage now. Cause it's not that's used. what they said. Yeah, the floor is all, you know, mm-hmm. got all mangled up over the years and yeah. things like that. So we should totally clean that up, though. Yeah. So I'm curious as to like when you got in middle school and high school here, um, kind of going back to your school days, kind of just like a typical day. We can compare a typical day then to a, a day now. Like what's well, how I mean, are they not the same now? Now maybe like 2019. <laughs> okay. Well, we got up about 6 a.m. and breakfast was at seven. We would go to breakfast 7:30. We would come back and get ready for school. It started at eight o'clock. Usually started with an assembly program, 
and there would be uh, maybe some scripture read and prayer. And mm-hmm. once a week, they would have the entire student body on Wednesday morning and in a service there in the auditorium at the school. Uh-huh. And the other mornings, uh, they would either have it in their classroom or there was a the multipurpose room in the old building. The elementary kids uh, would use that for their uh, chapel services in the morning if, you know, and they would do that on uh, Tuesday, I believe, and Friday. Mm-hmm. And uh, Wednesday would be the student body, and, and Tuesday and Thursday they would have the morning devotional in the classroom. Okay. But uh, that's the way the day started, and we had uh, five 45-minute periods in the morning and four in the afternoon. And by 11.45, that would be the end of the fifth period in the morning, and we would uh, get ready for lunch. Lunch would be at noon, and then um, we um, we were there, I don't know, maybe a half hour in the lunchroom, not quite. And then with that, the rest of that time would be like our noon hour, our, our break. Mm-hmm. And then at one o'clock, school resumed and went till four o'clock. So school was from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. each day. Wow. Wow. And then, uh... and then dinner would be at five. And uh, depending on how old you are, what grade you were in, whatever, depended on what time you went to bed. The uh, like kindergarten, first, second, I don't know, went up to the third grade, went to bed fairly soon after after dinner. And sometimes that was kind of hard, particularly in the early fall or or, uh, spring when, you know, it didn't get dark right away. And it was Mm -hmm. kind of depressing to have to go to bed at uh, six o'clock or six (laughs) thirty, whatever it was, you know. When the older kids, uh, I think we got to stay up till like 9.30 and we had, if you had a pass to leave campus where you could uh, do that. And there was a special time set aside for study as well. Uh, every evening, they were, during school, the week, they would have study hour as well. So, so it was like the whole campus had to get quieted down for that hour? and For that hour, yes, yeah. sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's 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 not happening. Uh, <laughs> no. Well, I must admit that we usually didn't use that for studying. We got <laughs> into a lot of trouble for, you know, making noise or doing other things uh, rather than studying schoolwork. Mm-hmm. That's what we were supposed to be doing. Now, going back to those assemblies, uh, didn't each class have to lead an assembly yes. at some point? Yeah. On the assembly programs in on uh, on Friday mornings and Tuesday mornings, the classes took turns uh, to having um, of scripture and prayer, and sometimes there would be uh, somebody might sing a song, or maybe there was a a, a musical group in the school that would play some music or. 
you know, like one or two songs, something like that. Usually it didn't last much longer than 15, 20 minutes on Tuesday and Friday. Now the, the assembly program on Wednesday, which included the whole student body, uh, the teachers would take care of that and, and they would uh, be responsible for having entertainment on, on Wednesday morning. So. Boy, I don't know, man, if somebody asked me to get an assembly together today. <laughs> I'm like, all right, everybody get your iPads out. <laughs> We're going to watch a video. Well, I don't know if you guys remember Jimmy Crum or not. Yes. Uh, he was up here at one of the assembly programs and spoke. They tried to get, the, you know, a local celebrity to come in and, and speak to us from time to time. One time, Bob Feller, um, the pitcher for the Cleveland Indians, mm-hmm. was in town, and and he came and spoke uh, to the student body, which which was very interesting. There used to be a fellow by the name of Chet Long that did news on Channel Ten and also WBNS Radio. He came and spoke to us one morning, and um, there were a lot of a uh, lot of local celebrities that would come in and and speak to us. Wow, that's pretty neat. So, yeah, you know, there's a lot of similarities to, you know, a typical day then and now because oh, we're, we're still, you know, running from – we go from 8 to 3.15 now. Yeah. That's our school day. Well, currently oh, it's 2.30, okay. but, you know. Well, right now it's 2.30. You yeah. said 2019, didn't you? Yeah, it is. <laughs> I just so, got to be – your lunch period like? Is it still an hour and 15 minutes or uh, – I think – No. Uh, lunch started yeah it started at 11:45, and then people would eat around noon if people were done they were allowed to go to the gym or whatever and i'm pretty sure it lasted till 12 50 12 20 oh no it did last till like 12 20 something six or seven 26 or like yeah i think right and then school would resume at what 12 30 or yeah around about yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. Till three fifteen, and then Friday we have a shortened day. Yeah. Fridays we'd get out at two thirty. Yeah. So you'd have six okay. periods before lunch, and they, mm-hmm. each period was shortened by five or six minutes. We're doing block scheduling now because of COVID. You know, so mm-hmm. we're running from eight to two thirty, and uh, you'll There's have four t- big blocks. Yeah. You'll, so you have two blocks and a small block in the morning mm-hmm. and then lunch so small block and lunch oh, yeah. and then you have two blocks in the afternoon and then you're done the dreaded mm-hmm. block nine right because it throws off the numbers yeah one two nine three four five six nine seven eight yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how you had to count that one so but yeah so there's a lot of similarities and we you know we don't assemble as much um i don't think we assemble well, currently we don't assemble assemble at all. Right. Yeah, we're not we're not doing any large groups at all, and even our mm-hmm. all of our adult meetings are are by Zoom. You know, teacher meetings and staff meetings mm-hmm. and things like mm-hmm. that. They're all online. Um, just until we can get through this this pandemic and get everybody vaccinated, you know, mm-hmm. and move mm-hmm. ahead. If you know, hopefully the vaccination will do the trick. In really not having classes right now. It's all is it online or? Uh, no, we're in person at the moment. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah, back okay. in person. And so the way it works is um, each grade has a room that is kind of their home base, yeah. right? And, mm-hmm. they, and they will stay there all day. 
pretty much mm-hmm. except for specials like it's awful yeah it, you know they go out for <laughs> they go out for um phys I ed do not leave the room at all from monday monday and tuesday i'm in the same room all day i don't leave at all yeah but you know wednesday and thursday you get to come up to the studio yes i do wednesday and thursday <laughs> i kind of go all over the place yeah so yeah so they stay there all day and then the other teachers will come in so you know if you have english mm-hmm. the english teacher comes into that room history you know they come into that room math you know the so roles so are kind of reversed where the students would normally move and the teachers would stay stationary now it's the opposite what uh, is the number of um residents there of full time or is that still like it used to be it used to be that almost every student stayed there then it you know there were a few what we call day students who would who lived locally here and they would um, uh, come to school in the morning and leave as soon as it was over but um there were, like I say, there were maybe four or five students that did that in the oh. whole student body. Yeah, yeah, I, it's not like that anymore. It, it's probably yeah. it's. There's been a shift where it's the other way. Right. I would say probably seventy percent of the students come back and forth every day. Oh, maybe yeah. maybe six. Oh, yeah, it, that's it could still be a as good, low. Yeah. A good deal of residential people. Yeah, it may be Whereas sixty forty. It used to be like I bet it was ninety five percent of the students were permanent residents there at the school yeah yeah that's not (laughs) and you guys were running probably what 150 170 students back then uh closer to 200 i'd say maybe 100 and between 195 and 200 it may have gotten each cottage um particularly for the older kids would house 24 kids wow I'm talking about the uh, the the new new building and the old building, the dormitories. They would house well over a hundred oh, kids. Oh wow! Yeah, that's a lot. And and everybody stayed in those dormitories. They had one for the boys and one for the girls. Each dormitory had two floors. They had uh, two sections to each floor, so there were like four different sections of you know different age groups and right. so on yeah we're probably sitting around i don't know 120 125 right now there's not many of us yeah i don't know exactly when the new building first opened we were we stayed right around 200 and at one point there was a waiting list of uh, kids who who wanted to go to school there uh-huh. the thing of it is now um a lot of blind kids can go to public school back then that didn't happen very often i mean it right. did but not nearly like it does today right a lot of folks you know take that option of staying in their home community you know versus you know coming here but then you know the other way around too is that you know a lot of families decide to send their students here uh, so they get all that extra uh, mm-hmm. that you know in the expanded core curriculum that they're not getting as much of or none at all you know, in their home community. So um, pros and cons to both uh, situations, mm-hmm. you know. Definitely. Uh, but As uh, someone who's been in both, I can agree. Well, I, I prefer, uh, I would prefer to stay at home every night and get up and go to school. Of course, I was never able to do that. Yeah. But um, I think I would like it better. I've heard others say no. 
they would rather be a resident there at the school and so on. But I think it's great if you can go home every night and so on. But yeah, you know. I, I think I would have looking back on my own uh, school career, I'd have probably liked to have stayed home when I was younger. Right. <clears throat> and then as That's I got exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. As I got older, I'd really like staying at school, especially on yeah. the weekends because you had right. so much free time and you, you know, and then the school, mm-hmm. you know, would take us on trips and, you know, do all this stuff on the weekends. And we would have a dance when I was going to school every other weekend, yeah. a classes from the seventh, to the 12th grade would take turns sponsoring a dance and mm-hmm. would make money for their class treasuries for things like class rings and uh, junior senior prom stuff like that i remember being a young kid first second third grade i was homesick as the dick dickens you know i i never wanted to come back to school and so on uh-huh. but as the years went by i learned to enjoy it there and, and couldn't get me in high school you couldn't get me to come home for a weekend if you wanted to yeah <laughs> yeah so you were there from like you know fall till christmas then yeah we, school usually started um the week after labor day nice. in the fall and we usually ran till the first week in june on thanksgiving we would go home on tuesday evening and come back on sunday uh, Easter vacation, we would go home uh, at least on Wednesday evening and come back on on Monday because they let us have um, Sunday off because it was Easter. Yeah. Christmas, we got an average of 10 days to two weeks, something like that. Now, did, uh, did you have buses take you back and forth, or was that just up to the family to get you back and forth? Um, it, that was up to the family. Mm-hmm. And a lot of kids traveled by bus, a few by train, and then there would be a few whose parents would bring them back. Okay. But the school had a school bus, and they would take it down to the bus station on the day that uh, the kids were, were coming back from a vacation, uh, particularly Thanksgiving, Christmas, or Easter. They would have uh, the teachers would participate and help uh, get the kids transported back to the school or get them on the school bus right. anyway. Yeah. And, uh, that, that always worked out well. Now every weekend, you know, when kids went home, they would send the school bus down on Sunday night as well to pick up those that were coming back from the weekend. So, wow. so everybody using the Greyhound back then mm-hmm. the trailway. Yeah. A lot of kids did travel by Greyhound back wow. then. A few by train. I don't think there were. There might have been one girl, I think, who actually flew. I think she oh, lived geez. up in the Cleveland area. She would. She flew. Her wow. Parents were kind of wealthy, I think. And <laughs> I she, guess she would fly home. Oh wow. <laughs> wow. That'd be straight up, straight down. That'd be something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna. <laughs> Well, you know, I'd just be like, get a helicopter and land it out here in front of the school, right? There you go. (laughs) (laughs) That brings something to mind. Do the kids use the ravine much to play anymore? No, we're not allowed down there, really. (laughs) Not really. We used to go down there and play a lot. We used to have the high school picnic down there on top of one of the, the hills. Yeah. There was a nice flat area, and we'd have the high school picnic, and... We'd have a baseball game and 
uh, tug of war, stuff like that, mm-hmm. than we eat. So, yeah, we we've done a few picnics down there. We used to sled down there too. Yeah, we did too. Yeah, yes. And then they, when they built the new building, you know, they've kind of changed a lot of that back there. And that real big hill that's back there is real is not there. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'll be darned. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. It's a great place. Uh, great place to go hiking and. You know, yeah. do whatever. Sure was. All right. Well, thank you so much, Kenny. And this is going to come out into the month. Yeah. So uh, okay. I will make sure that uh, I get you a copy so you can listen to it. And this was great. Uh, this okay. was... I probably dro- probably keel over when I hear myself. Yeah. <laughs> that's what. Yeah, that's what everybody says. They're like, "Do I really sound like that?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, it was it was my pleasure to do it, and uh, you know I hope it has worked out well for you. I hope I was able to enlighten you the way you wanted to be enlightened. You know, what do you think, Ann? I think definitely it's very fascinating to see how much things differed between then and now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are there any further questions either of you have before we? Yeah, or Mikea, do you have anything? I personally don't. No questions. Mikey says, I have no more questions. All righty. Very good. So, all right. Well, have a good day, sir. And um, we'll uh, we'll keep in touch. Definitely. Okay. Well, thank you so much. All it right. was my pleasure to do it.